phone call came early on Christmas Eve morning. It was Sunday, and we were preparing for church when a holiday visitor phoned me wondering when church started. During the service, he sat alone in the back. As the altar call came for prayer, this well-dressed, middle-aged man came to the front asking for prayer. By the time I got to him, most of the congregation had left. What can I help you with? I asked. I don't remember his answer, but as soon as I stretched my hand out towards him and said, in the name of Jesus, he turned into a screaming, frantic lunatic. After years of ministry, I knew I was dealing with a demon. No counseling, probing questions, or 911 calls were necessary. Usually, directly demonic attacks are the last thing I look for in helping people for a number of reasons, but there are times when we need to simply accept the fact that we are facing trouble because we do have a spiritual adversary. Life Journeys is a program that began to help make sense out of life's trials. We've looked at many helpful perspectives, using scripture and personal experience. Today is different, in that Pastor Hardika is going to examine an area of extreme darkness, to help us understand that there really is a demonic battle going on around us, and we need to know how to address it. We've all asked the question, why am I going through this? There are many reasons that will serve to answer why we have trouble in our life, but there comes a time when we must learn that we have painful seasons in life because there really is a devil. We really do wrestle with spiritual darkness and principalities in high places, and sometimes we won't find relief until we take a stand of faith from a position of humility against the devil. The Apostle Peter knew what it was like to be sifted by the devil. As the crucifixion drew near, Jesus told him, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith doesn't fail, and that after you are converted again, you would go and strengthen your brothers. Now understand something. Satan did sift Peter with great guilt and fear after he denied the Lord at Jesus' crucifixion. When Jesus said that Satan was going to sift him, the Greek gives us understanding of this passage. It could read, Satan has obtained permission from the Father when he asked to sift you, Peter. It's no wonder that Peter would begin his first epistle by saying, We are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through many temptations that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found in praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. This sifting trial is meant to prove out the integrity of our faith by its testing and purifying element. What Peter would learn was that no matter how deep the failure, how hot the battle, it never ever means that the love and provision of Jesus Christ is removed from you. He never turns his back on people who have a heart to serve him, even if, like Peter, they fell hard in the valley. Thus, Peter says, If need be, you are in heaviness through many trials. You see, it is the very nature of faith to be tested. 
There comes a time when you learn that the devil has just overplayed his hand and exposed himself for who and what he really is. You recognize demonic activity when you see it. That was the case that Christmas Eve morning. The demon and that man who had come to church knew who I was because he knew who Jesus in me was. My authority alone was meaningless, but Jesus' authority carried great weight. So as this man cried out, I just told that demon to get out. With every step I took towards him, he stumbled backwards, knocking over chairs as he made a full circle around the front section of the sanctuary. Where are you going to send me? This thing cried. To the barren places of the earth. Go from this man now in Jesus' name. When it was over, as in many cases, over the years that we've seen, this man left in peace, and he knew that he had been in church. Now, very seldom do we see such dramatic and obvious displays of satanic activity in a human being. But every case serves to remind me that we truly do not merely wrestle with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and wickedness in high places, as Paul said. Not every trial you have is simply from not eating right, making a poor financial decision, or not having the faith to overcome fear, hurt, or anger. Not all of our trials are caused by our sins or transgressions by others against us. Peter would go on to say, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, is walking around seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist, he says, steadfast in the faith. He didn't say resist by your willpower or your great moral character. Resist him with your faith. Remember, Peter was sifted with guilt. Sometimes our guilt is very legitimate and sometimes it's condemnation, but in both cases, faith alone will win the day. Jesus knew we would fail. He also knows that sometimes Satan is allowed to attack to test us. He doesn't always keep him at bay without our intervention, you see. When Peter said, resist him in faith, he also made two things clear. Satan goes about seeking whom he may devour because he absolutely can devour. Without faith, we are no match. But he also said, after you have suffered a while, God will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. These four things. He does allow this testing to accomplish a perfection of our faith that learns how to produce what it's intended to produce. Resolute faithfulness, no matter what, so that we may love in all of life's attacks. He'll establish you in where you are meant to be and who He is making you to be. This battle of faith in the valley will give you strength that will forever overcome future battles of this kind, and God will finally settle you. The calm will come. The peace after the storm will be so ominous that its powerful silence can cause you to tremble at the power of God. It is this result that Jesus knew Peter would have so that he could go forward after this time of sifting to strengthen the church. He would have the experience of faith that works in the valley when his command to silence the darkness seems to go unanswered and he is tempted to tremble 
to wonder at what he had done wrong, or to go from fear to despair to confusion and back to faith again, until he realized at the end of the sifting that the only thing left standing was his faith in Jesus and his love for the Lord. The next time it happened, he knew that even without all the answers as to what the details were, he would just stand in faith and love God. Sometimes the trial of our faith can last for days. Sometimes it can last for years. But no matter how long, faith is not time-sensitive. The calendar cannot change the faithfulness of God. One of the basic reasons we call God, God, is that He is unchanging. And that means His Word is also unchanging. And when we are standing in faith and seeking to glory in His presence alone because there is no other thing left to stand on because of the attack, it is here that our soul is set apart, purified, and made stronger than iron and more precious than gold. Then, the next time the devil attacks, you just tell him to go, and he knows you have gained a greater place of authority through the fire. This is why Peter says, Humble yourselves, that God may exalt you in due time. That humbling removes every shred of self-defense, self-justification, which includes getting rid of the question, What did I do wrong? That's self-justifying pride in many cases. But no, you stand in your faith in Jesus, not faith in your track record. Anything less will mean a successful attack of the devil in your life. Listen, there's a difference between all the teaching about your authority over devils and your own proving it out in the storm of life until you are pure and faithful and humble and loving. Just because the attack persists doesn't mean you don't have enough faith. It usually means you just stand in your faith until the character of Christ has been more completely formed in you or whatever else God wants to establish in your life. You are satisfied with the presence of God and knowing that He will be glorified in the earth is all that you long for. Sometimes we let the darkness overwhelm our lives and our families because we have lived in sin. But sometimes we let it happen simply because we haven't learned of the authority of faith that comes only from humility. So when life is allowed by God to bring suffering, it is but for a while, in due time, at the right time, when you have learned not to waste your trial by carnal responses of any kind, at the right time, God will step in front of the devil and at your command, he will go. Our spiritual authority over Satan comes not only from faith, but also from holiness, humility, and patience. We need all the tools of warfare to overcome our adversary. There are some devils that will not leave without our being forgiving, loving, and willing to take up our cross. We are most formidable when by God's grace, we are living in His will.